0: Welcome to the American Muto Show. On the show, Dr. Peter McCullough. One of the world's most published cardiologists, he has been trying to warn people for years about the COVID-19 vaccine. He says on the show, over 600,000 Americans have now died due to this, not the virus, this. Over 17 million people worldwide on a low end, on a conservative number. If you have any family or friends that have been calling you crazy for three years but are now starting to question things just a little bit, this podcast is for them. But before we get going, let me tell you about a product from our sponsor, Freedom Blends. Freedom Fuel. One of the main reasons, you gotta listen close, one of the main reasons why our bodies crave after carbs and sugars all day so much is because they're not properly nourished. Freedom Fuel has all of your fruits, veggies, organic and probiotics, ones with energy, ones without. So go to freedomblends.com right now, scroll down to the Freedom Fuel bundle pack and just read the testimonials, read the ingredients. The Freedom Fuel Bundle Pack will last one person, two months. You'll take three in the morning of the one with energy, three in the afternoon of the one without, and you will feel so much better. Five-star reviews, freedomblends.com right now. Dr. Peter McCullough, thank you so much for for joining me today.
1: Sure, my pleasure.
0: Um, when I told people that I was going to be talking to you, the very first thing they wanted to say was thank you, because there have been very, very few voices that we can trust during this last time. I'm sure you've heard that, but but thank you. It was there ever a time, was there ever a moment when you knew that starting to speak, the gates of hell would open up on you?
1: I mean, I think I slid into it over time, but you know, I think things got tense when the vaccines rolled out, and within a few months we knew they weren't safe. I, I think that's when the tension really ramped up.
0: It's been such an amazing time and and i've I've got all of these questions and and i I don't what what's the most important message that you have for people right now um what are you up to right now, and what do you want people to know first and foremost?
1: I want people to know that uh on Friday April or january twelfth twenty twenty four uh the Rasmussen survey came out and it indicated that 53% of Americans believe the COVID-19 vaccines are causing serious side effects and resulting in large numbers of deaths. 53, that means 47% don't. This is very important, 47% don't. Now, there have been multiple calls to pull the vaccines off the market, the COVID-19 vaccines, for record, injuries, disabilities, and deaths. and. They've come from uh, the World Council for Health out of the UK, like a a WHO-like organization, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. I was the first in the United States Senate to call for them to be removed. I just made the call on January 12th, last Friday in US Congress, the first person in Congress to make the call. Uh, Andrew Brigden in the UK parliament, Malcolm Roberts in the Australian parliament has made these public calls. And now, Florida Surgeon General Joe Ladapo uh, has also called for the vaccines to be pulled off the market. In total, uh, that we now have about eighty lawmakers, uh, you know, two major medical societies, multiple um, individuals around the world, and of course myself leading the charge for the medical community. The COVID nineteen vaccines are not safe for human use. I, I wouldn't want someone to think. Listening to this podcast, it's it's okay to get go out and get another shot. It, it's not.
0: I I was listening to one of your interviews where you were saying a lot of people that were that felt it in the arm at first, the effects were even more. Can you give a little bit on that?
1: It's true. Uh, a paper by Schmeling and colleagues identified about thirty percent of people who take the vaccine don't even have a sore arm. They don't feel anything, and they never have any side effects and uh, about just under 70% who take it have some modest side effects. and so we're down to 4.2% in the Schmeling paper that really get sick and they have side effects. Our CDC vSafe data, 10 million Americans, I mean, it's a huge data set. The number is 7.7% of people really get sick with the vaccines, like have to go to the emergency room or be hospitalized. So it's under 10%. But the problem is, when a huge number of people take the vaccines, that number, let's say it's somewhere between you know four and, and 8%, that number turns out to be a large number of individuals now with problems. And we have over 3,400 peer-reviewed papers in the literature. The problems are well, well acknowledged to be in four categories, heart damage, myocarditis, acceleration of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, neurologic stroke, both ischemic and hemorrhagic, Guillain-Barre syndrome, small fiber neuropathy, seizures, hearing loss, vision loss, uh, blood clots, hematological, It's the third category, blood clots, arterial and venous like we've never seen before, large rubbery blood clots that don't dissolve with blood thinners. And then the fourth area is immunologic, a whole array of immunologic syndromes, people get sick, recent media, Host, uh, Megan Kelly, announced she's got an autoimmune problem from the vaccine. By the way, we have public figures to represent each one of these. So, uh, for instance, uh, myocarditis. We have basketball player Oscar cabrera Adamas. He's a Dominican player. He's played in the European leagues. Doesn't want to take the vaccine, and he's forced to take it. And then he develops myocarditis, has a cardiac arrest while playing in Europe. They resuscitate him. He survives. And then two years later he dies on a treadmill test trying to return to the leak so fatal myocarditis well recognized he's uh, an example stroke we've seen all kinds of stroke a thrombotic stroke in in haley bieber justin bieber's wife um jamie fox somebody i know jamie you know he knew the vaccines weren't safe he took it purportedly had a uh, a stroke um all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, neurologic problems, uh, uh, including uh, Guillain-Barré syndrome, ascending uh, paralysis. Um, we have, uh, you know, another example, a neurologic complication. Diane Feinstein, she developed neuroinvasive varicella zoster uh, infection after, almost certainly after taking the vaccines, and uh, invaded her brain and killed her. Uh, Justin Bieber. Uh, developed a Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. That's a signature vaccine injury syndrome. Blood clots. Look at uh, uh, Kirk Herbstreet, a college football announcer. He has COVID early on, has long COVID, no reason to take a vaccine. What does he do? He takes a vaccine uh, because he's told he needs to do so or he thinks it's the only way to get back to work. What, what happens? He develops blood clots. They shoot to his lungs. Same thing happened to Al Roker, the weatherman. Uh, uh you know it's just absolutely it's just not uh, stopping
0: it's not stopping it's not
1: stopping so you can pick every single category and pick public figures where this has happened to
0: and then that's just the tip of the iceberg so yeah. i i was watching another one of your interviews talking about the deaths or maybe no maybe you were testifying of just the deaths that have been reported what do you think on a on a global scale what could possibly be I saw something. Uh, did you watch the Tucker Carlson interview where they were talking seventeen million? Is this something that's that's a possibility? Mm-hmm.
1: It's real. Uh, our CDC is verifying eighteen thousand Americans have died after the vaccine. You know, reported by doctors who think the death is due to the vaccine. They confirm the death certificates. Eleven hundred and fifty of those occur right in the vaccine center or a few hours afterwards. I mean, it's it's crystal clear. That's underreported probably by 30. That means we're somewhere around 550,000 Americans, approaching 600,000 Americans, have lost their lives with the vaccine. Worldwide, an analysis by Dennis Rancourt from Montreal, 17 million people losing their lives with the vaccine. Remember, the United States is only 4% of the world's population, so it fits. And it's not just VAERS in the United States. We have an analysis from Colombia, Panthesatras and Seligman, as well as Michigan State, Mark Skidmore, they all agree, the numbers are all concordant. Large numbers of people are losing the lives of the vaccine. I've led the largest autopsy uh, series on this. uh, Of all the deaths after the vaccine that have gotten autopsies, 73.9% of them, the vaccine is the cause of death or uh, greatly assisted. If it's myocarditis, it's 100%. So um, I can tell you it's large numbers Uh, You know, 5, 10, 15, no more than 50 deaths should have been pulled off the market. So we're talking, this should have been pulled off the market December of 2020, January of 2021 at the latest. Pfizer concealed 1,223 deaths that they knew about within 90 days. So, uh, you know, we knew early these vaccines were deadly and dangerous. By the time we got to March of 2021, I was in the Texas Senate Health and Human Services Committee, you know, and I was telling people, listen, I don't like what I see.
0: This is to to me, the only word that I can think of is just pure evil and sinister is that uh, there's, there's, do, do you believe that this could have been planned or is this a huge accident? I, I don't, I don't know where, what to tell people because I, I just hashtag genocide on most of my posts, but what are, what are your thoughts? I mean, how and why has this not immediately been pulled off? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, this is a product of nearly 200 years of vaccine ideology, where vaccines have come forward, they're poorly tested, we're told to accept them. Uh, This one came along, it's brand new genetic technology, Uh, it's coding for the lethal part of the virus, the spike protein, there's no way to shut it off. Once it goes in the body, there's no way to get the vaccine out. We're now getting reports of the vaccine itself, the messenger RNA lasting in the body very long periods of time. We don't know if it's ever destroyed. Spike protein circulating in the bloodstream you know, for six months or longer. People keep taking the shots. They have continually have circulating spike protein. They have a foreign protein in their bloodstream that was engineered in a biosecurity lab in Wuhan, China. And Americans are walking around with this in their bloodstream. Uh, it, it's it, it's impossible to assign motive. It, it's just the worst idea ever. It looks like the doctors are taking it. You know, I, I accept everything at face value. A lawmaker said they take they took it. I believe them. Nancy Mason, Congress, she took it. She says she's got a vaccine problem now. I was on a TV show yesterday. Doctor Drew, he's kind of a famous TV doctor. He took the vaccine. He says he's vaccine injured. I believe him. I mean, it's just. It's just case after case after case. Now, we can't count on the FDA to save us. The FDA commissioner, Robert Califf, uh, and, and division head, Peter Marks, they're actually out there promoting vaccines. They're like a drug company. They're promoting vaccines. They're not you know, unbiased as uh, safety watchdogs. So, uh, so our whole system now has become unmoored. The only thing we can do is trust ourselves trust our own uh, instincts, do our own research. Now we're being presented with disease X, that we should get worried about disease X.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Disease X is not a real virus. It's a concept. It's a theoretical virus. The World Economic Forum held meetings on this yesterday, extensive meetings. Peter Daszak at the EcoHealth Alliance, who who participated in the creation of SARS-CoV-2, has been writing about disease X, for years says that we can design viruses, bacteria, fungi, to be super infectious and very invasive and lethal using gain of function research. And then we can devise vaccines, monoclonal antibodies and treatments to them. And in his view, uh, whoever holds the biological threat and they hold the countermeasures, they hold power. So disease X is a power grab and it's got the world terrified. Because there are bio labs all over the world, there's been no efforts to try to standardize or improve safety or even inventory where these labs are. Gain of function research in the United States, the, the ban on gain of function research is just at the federal funding level. It means you can't get an NIH grant. There's gain of function research going on all over. Gates Foundation, Wellcome Trust, Rockefeller Foundation, universities, they're doing gain of function research all over, it's not illegal. So when I've testified in multiple state senates, they said, Dr. McCullough, what can we do? I said, Why don't you do an inventory of the gain of function research in your state and figure out where the risks are? And the lawmakers look at me and they just drop their jaw. They're just lost.
0: One of the one of the most are the people that want me to ask you this question is how the people that got duped and got it what can they do to detox i know that you have kind of a hopefully we can drive people to to you know sign up for your newsletter to be able mm-hmm. to can you tell us a, a little bit how people can start this detox process if if that's even a thing
1: right well the Biden administration and HHS they spent a billion dollars on long covid haven't looked at the vaccines but they've come up with zero protocols, zero new drugs, no, no detoxification. So myself, my practice partner, Brian Proctor, we've been studying this now for a very long time. Uh, looks like three natural substances really do work. Uh, natokinase, derived from the fermentation of soy, uh, bromelain derived from the stems of pineapples, and curcumin together work to dissolve this spike protein, help the body get rid of it. It's called McCullough Protocol based Spike Protein Detoxification. The doses are natokinase 2000 units twice a day, bromelain 500 milligrams a day, and curcumin combined with piperine 500 milligrams twice a day. These are starting doses they can be escalated. Most people who have vaccine problems or long COVID problems, you know, we use other drugs in addition to this, but we found if you don't work to get rid of the spike protein, the patients don't get better. Uh, most people need this for three, six, nine, 12 months. Uh, and they start to finally, these symptoms start to abate as we're working through it. So detoxification, we call it base because that's our base of what we do. Then we add other drugs to it depending on the, um, the findings. Now, we have no large prospective randomized clinical trials. I can't make therapeutic claims. I've held some big conference calls with doctors who've been doing this for a while and they all say that their patients are getting better uh, but it's very disappointing that you know we. This is now based on the art of medicine. I don't have the large clinical trials that I'm used to doing, in order to guide uh, you know guide recommendations. But uh, uh, in the absence of anything else, these large prospective randomized trials would take five to twenty years to get done. People don't have time. They've taken vaccines in 2021. They feel still. They feel sick in 2024. We've got to get the spike protein out of the body. McCullough protocol base spike protein detoxification. Go to my website, petermccullamd.com. That'll show you the concepts, uh, the, the the products, natokinase, bromelain, and curcumin. They can be bought in any online retailer, natural food store, wellness company. I advise them as a chief uh, scientific officer. They have a wonderful product called Spike Support. That's natokinase plus five minor ingredients. Uh, they combine the uh, bromelain and the curcumin in what they call the ultimate spike detox. But the concept of detoxification now is actually very well received. Most people I talk to online, they're saying, yeah, I got the vaccine in my body. I need to detox and they understand.
0: Are you starting to see do- doctors and more in the, in the medical profession? Are they starting to switch on this or are they too afraid? Or What are you seeing as far as is anything changing? Because it seems like it is online, but what about in the medical world?
1: Very slow to change. We had two doctors in our office today. Now, they had vaccine problems, various vaccine syndromes. Now they know, uh, but the, you know, the, the average doctor is still in what we call mass formation. They're in some type of psychological state where they just keep taking the vaccines. You know, In the Canadian system, it's well-documented. There's over 180 dead Canadian doctors after the vaccine, young people. They, their cases have all been written up collated letters have been sent to the Royal College and the Canadian authorities and they're showing no interest. they're showing no interest.
0: I can't remember the doctor that you were with testifying but he was saying something about you know the 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 carrot at the end of the you know dangling the carrot for some of these pediatricians is this a real thing where they're giving bonuses can you explain this?
1: Yeah, I don't know about pediatricians, but I did see a letter from Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield that was offering a bonus uh, if doctors got seventy percent of their patients vaccinated. And the average, and I you mean, know, I used to accept Blue Cross, and so I know the panel sizes. But the average panel size of a doctor in the office this would amount to about two hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus if the doctor pushed the vaccine. So it was significant. I mean, a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, No wonder doctors are pushing these vaccines.
0: It's unbelievable. Um, Another question was, what is the best way to strengthen? There's a lot of, are you noticing a lot of people getting COVID over and over and over and over? What is the best way to strengthen our immune system against this? Because I've seen it in my own family. It just seems like it doesn't stop. You
1: know, it's not just COVID, it's just upper respiratory tract infections. I've come to the belief system that both COVID, the virus, and the vaccines, they weaken the immune system. Uh, Do you know part of the spike protein has homology to a glycoprotein that's in the HIV virus? And uh, now both with COVID and the vaccine, there are reports of people turning HIV blood tests positive. They don't have HIV, but the blood tests are positive. That's both with COVID alone and with the vaccines alone. There's been enough studies now. And I've summarized this on one of my sub-stacks. And it raises the issue of what's called VAIDS, Vaccine Associated Autoimmune uh, Syndrome, or, or Vaccine Immunodeficiency Syndrome, sorry. And believe it or not, it's been proposed by Dr. Melissa McCann in Australia as a terms of reference in their COVID um, investigation over there. So Vaccine Associated Immunodeficiency Syndrome, VAIDS. And it does make me wonder. I I, personally, I had COVID twice. In 2022, I had 12 colds. Never had 12 colds before. Mm -hmm. 2023, I think I had six. And the the finale was like a two to three month ordeal. Never been sick like this before. So you know, I I wish I knew the answer on how to you know protect the immune system. I think detoxifying from the spike protein is one. Supplementing uh, vitamins, supplements, other nutraceuticals, fitness. We gotta start stop eating sugar and starch. I really do think sugar is feeding uh this these syndromes. The the COVID virus is far longer lasting in the body we ever could imagine. The spike proteins lasting longer. Every study of sugar and glycemic control is, is is shows a bad outcome. And I can tell you what I've done this year is I've just made a pledge. I am done with sugar. I'm done with starch. I just I just we just have to do something. I can't spend you know, every month of my life sick. And that's just me. I'm a doctor. I'm in shape. Can you imagine people with, with diabetes and emphysema and heart failure and obesity? Uh, both COVID and the vaccines, I think, have knocked down the health of the American population.
0: Can you, can you talk a little bit about putting this into animals, chickens, cows, cattle? Is this a thing? Because is this, a, is this happening?
1: It's not happening yet. Uh, we do know since 2017 in pork, they're using self-replicating RNA and DNA vaccines. It's not in beef or chicken yet, but the USDA website has all over it aspirations of messenger RNA vaccines in meat that's not cooked or cured well. It's possible it could, they could be absorbed in the human GI tract. So I'm I'm greatly worried. I'm done eating pork personally, and I, I think I think the farmers are going to have to step up and and start labeling their products to tell us what they're using. Mm -hmm. A lot of natural organic farmers wanna do so. So I I think they're gonna save the day. I don't think anybody's gonna be wanting to buy beef or chicken where the animals have been been injected with messenger RNA. Messenger RNA has a bad connotation in the general public mind.
0: Mm -hmm. What about shedding and um, being with a part, somebody said, Somebody said, being with an unvaxxed, being with a vaxxed partner, is this a thing?
1: Yeah, it's never been demonstrated to to transmit sexually, either messenger RNA or the spike protein. Some people can, I had a patient today tell me they could tell if someone's around them. One thing that's solid is women have reported their menstrual periods being uh, influenced by shedding. I think that's pretty solid. But outside of that, I don't think there's significant transference.
0: Well, I, I really, I know that you've got a lot going and, um, is there anything that you want to add that you can tell the audience? What The one thing that, that really gets me is people just defending this and defending this and defending this. And so I want to be able to have somebody who's got a family member or a friend that's just right on the fence. I want this interview to go to them. And so what would you say to them?
1: I would say, listen, I'm a doctor. I've looked at this carefully. Uh, The vaccines aren't safe enough for me. They're not safe enough for my family. They're not safe enough for my patients. That means they're not safe enough for you. And safety is far more important than efficacy. It doesn't matter how good we think these vaccines are. If they're not safe, they shouldn't be taken. We can't predict who's the next person who's gonna have a cardiac arrest and die, have a giant blood clot, a disabling stroke, you know, blood abnormalities. We can't possibly predict. So when doctors in positions of authorities, even if it's one, says the vaccines aren't safe, listen to that one person. Uh, Because I can tell you, doctors who have taken the vaccine are usually at institutions that have mandated the vaccine and they are not going to tell you it's unsafe. They don't wanna believe themselves that it's unsafe. They also had their families take the vaccine. This is very similar to smoking. It took doctors 40 years to finally admit smoking is harmful and causes lung cancer. Doctors were smoking in the hospital wards, the operating rooms for 40 years. They were advertising cigarettes. Doctors were the last ones to admit smoking was bad.
0: Uh, Doctors. Yeah. How can, how can they ever get back? I wasn't even, I was not an anti-vaxxer before all of this happened. I don't want to have my kids, my grandkids to ever take a single one ever. And so how can they ever bring back their reputation after this?
1: They have to come out quickly and say they were wrong on this in reverse course. You know, I've written the American College of Cardiology. I've written the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology. I've had hundreds of appearances on national TV, U.S. Senate testimony, congressional testimony, European Parliament. I've done everything I can. You know, is every doctor going to have to be damaged by the vaccines like the two we saw today before they finally admit that they're bad? It's just uh, y- you know we're in some type of of of. You know, I call it, I it know. a
0: spiritual spell. It's a trance. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a it's darkness. It's, it's darkness. This is a, a a spiritual war between good and evil. That's where I'm at. Uh,
1: everybody can follow me at my website petermccullumd.com. That'll take you everywhere. Check out my podcast, America Out Loud Talk Radio McCullough Report every Saturday and Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Apple iHeart Podcast Network thereafter, Courageous Discourse Substack, top medical substack out there. The vast majority are free of charge. Get all the graphical abstracts, all the citations I give on interviews. My book, Courage CourageToFaceCovid.com, a five-star bestseller. And uh, follow me on Twitter, on social media. I'm you know, just under a million followers. I got the top doctor account on Twitter. You guys can follow me, retweet, boost me over a million. Um, You know, I'm not going to stop until I told Tucker Carlson this. I said, Listen, if I can't stop this train, nobody can. Nobody can stop it. So I need your support. Get behind me. Oh, one last area to support McCullough Foundation, McCulloughFND.org. Great way supports me uh, in the media, uh, in uh, scholarship, uh, in the courts where I do a a massive amount of pro bono work and actually in public policy, like I was in Washington last week, I do all that uh, self-funded. Again, thank you so much for having me on the program.
0: Dr. Peter McCullough, thank you so much, and God bless you.